0: Welcome back, folks, to the Geezer Gus presents radio comedy series. I'm so thrilled you tuned in. Today's comedy episode is from the popular radio classic The Fred Allen Show. The Fred Allen Show was a very popular and long running American old time radio comedy program starring comedian Fred Allen and his wife, Portland Hoffa. The show ran for 17 seasons from 1932 to 1949. This episode is titled What's Wrong with Radio? I included the original commercials and public announcements as they were in the original episode in 1948, to preserve the authenticity of this program. This episode is brought to you by our friends at CritterCaper.com. At CritterCaper.com, you can watch hundreds of pet and animal videos that will truly warm your heart. There are great pet care and training videos as well. The animal rescue videos, along with the funny pet antics, will make you want to visit CritterCaper.com often, as new videos are added every day. So, give CritterCaper.com a visit and start watching all the great, fun short clips of pets and animals. It's addicting too. Also, don't forget to visit geezergus.com to listen to all of the available podcast radio show episodes. There is also a classic comedy video section on the website as well, so you can watch many of the old classics. It's a trip down memory lane. If you like this radio episode, please consider buying Gus a cup of coffee at the support link below. Thanks a million! Now, enjoy this episode of The Fred Allen Show titled, What's Wrong with Radio?
1: The Four Peelers of America presents The Fred Allen Show. show with Fred's guest, New York's favorite disc jockey, Jack Igan, Minerva Fires, Peter Donald, Parker Fenley, the DeMarco sisters, and Al Goodman and his orchestra. And this is Kenny Delmar bringing you some big news from your friendly Ford dealer. Next Thursday, June 10th, the world premiere of the 49 Ford, the first big motor car showing in eight years, will be held at the Waldorf Astoria in New York City. Eight days later, on June 18th, a week from next Friday, your Ford dealer will display the new 49 Ford in his showroom. So mark these important dates on your calendar. Next Thursday, June 10th, world premiere of the 49 Ford at the Waldorf in New York. On Friday, June 18th, nationwide premiere of the 49 Ford at 6,400 Ford dealers. Starting on these dates, America will see the car of the year.
2: <laughs>
1: Ladies and gentlemen, at this time each year, most of the leading comedians leave radio for their annual summer vacations. One hardy punchinello still carries on, however, and here he is, Fred Allen.
2: <laughs>
1: Thank you, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And, Kenny, you're right about most of the comedians starting on their summer vacation. Yeah, sure, uh, Red Skelton finished this week. and right. McGee and Molly. Yeah. Bill Harris, famous and Andy. I know. Jack Benny is still on, isn't he? Oh, yes. Yeah, up until this year, you know, Benny had to finish before the weather got too hot. Oh, and Jack can stay on in hot weather now? Since Airwick has been invented.
2: <laughs>
1: well, I read that uh, Edgar Bergen is going to spend his vacation in Sweden and Norway. Yes, yes, sure, that's right, Kenny. Edgar is taking his fjord back home for service. <laughs> what is a fjord? Kenny, did I hear you correctly? That question coming from the announcer on this program can lead to sudden unemployment, Kenny. <laughs> Before you get fired, though, what is is new? Well, I heard you on We the People last week. Oh, really? Nature Boy was on the program with you. Yes, uh, yes, Kenny. I had a long talk with Nature Boy through an interpreter.
2: You know, he's, uh,
1: he's only, Nature Boy is only going to stay in the swamps one more year. In the swamp. If he doesn't find Chloe by then, he's giving the whole thing <laughs> up. Well, didn't New York confuse Nature Boy? Yes, he con- uh, confessed to me behind a video executive there. He told me that it did, that New York <laughs> did confuse him. The first time Nature Boy saw the Holland, Holland Tunnel, he fainted. He thought it was a big gopher hole. And Gopher reminds me, I think I'll go for the writer who wrote that joke.
2: (laughs) On my way to Allen Valley.
1: Well, what is your question tonight? Well, this week the Federal Reserve Board announced that credit buying is at a record high and most families in America will overspend their incomes for 1948. And so our question is, are you spending more than you are making this year? Shall we go? As the big toe said when the man stepped on the lawnmower, I am off.
2: Awesome.
1: Oh. Ah, what a night in Allen's Alley, Jenny. There must be a benefit in the sky. All the stars are out. Well, let's, um, let's see if Senator Claghorn is around. Somebody, I see somebody fogged my glass. Yeah. As the tax collector says, let me have it, son. look, get going. I'm busy hitting a man with a stiff neck trying to watch a tennis match. Now, wait a minute. When I'm leaving for college tomorrow. I'm getting an honorary degree. A degree? I'm flattered, son. I never had no education. I'm a self made man. A self made man? I'm demonstrating the horrors of unskilled labor. <laughs> Well, tell me, Senator, what do you want in college? I'm polishing up my Spanish, son. Any? Yeah, Henry Wallace is down in New Mexico speaking Spanish. i got to head him off. That's, gotcha. C.C. Amigos. What was that? Ah, uh, C.C. Amigos. I speak Spanish like a castanet. to mess. I could tell Hey, Las Antigua, right? Senora Popona, A polillo pogo and mezcala Potato. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. What what is that translator? The old lady is sticking a pogo stick in the mashed potatoes.
2: <laughs> well <laughs> it
1: Isn't that an unusual sentence? Not in Spain. You can't trust an old lady in Spain, son. (laughs) The minute your back is turned, she'll pull an enchilada on you. Oh. Well, look, Senator, our question tonight is about families overspending this year. Well, Democrats started that, friend, son. Democrats? Democrats is in favor of spending. Spending what? The next four years in the White House. So long, son. So long, Eddie. (laughs) Senator, the senator sure gets some inside information. But uh, let's see what, uh, let's see what Mr. Moody thinks about it. Howdy, Bob. <laughs> well, Mr. Moody, how do you feel about this overspending? Why, the trouble is, people are buying too many things on the installment plan. What, uh, what causes that? Oh, uh, it's them smooth-talking sales-fellers, yeah? They're slick as slush. Slick as slush, eh? <laughs>
2: you,
1: uh, you've had an experience? Uh, I'm still laughing. Laughing? Uh, what, uh, what happened? Well, uh, sir, so one day, I was sitting in the kitchen, catching some flies from a pet spider.
2: <laughs>
1: catching flies? Yeah, uh, my spider's got a stomach disorder. Oh, I see. You can't spin a web. Uh-huh. He grunts and spins, but nothing comes out.
2: <laughs> and yes.
1: without a web spider can't catch nothing. Oh, and you? I I catch flies and mosquitoes to feed my spider. Well, that's very nice of you. Well, this day I was cupping my hands and catching flies. I heard somebody knocking. Knocking, hey? I went to the door. It's a fellow in a checkered suit. He's a fast-talking Weisenheimer. A Weisenheimer, huh? Yeah. He says, Rube, can you write? I says, yes. Yeah. Easy words. Yeah. He says, uh... (laughs) He (laughs) says, uh... Sign here on the dotted line. Well, sign for what? He says for knocking down and 400 easy monthly payments, you are now the sole owner of a little dandy electric toaster, <laughs> electric refrigerator, yeah. electric iron, and electric stove. You bought all of these things? Yes. Yeah. As I'm signing, I'm laughing to myself. You're laughing, eh? <laughs> for the last ten years, every month when I'm paying the $84 installment... Yeah? As I'm handing him the money, I laugh right in his face. <laughs> Your house is full of electrical gadgets, isn't it? Ah, <laughs> uh,
2: yes. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh,
1: then why are you laughing? Because my house ain't wired for electricity. So long, man. <laughs> Sure has them. Well, let's uh, tie let's this next door. Happy, Chappie. Ah, uh, Mrs. Nussbaum, is that a new book you're reading? This is to Moby Dick, a sequel. Oh, it's sequel? Moby Dick? Moby Dick, that story about the whale? This they are calling Moby Max. Moby? Moby Max? For three weeks, is living inside the surgeon, a man? A man inside a sturgeon? To me, it's silly. Well, how do you mean? If inside the sturgeon is trapped a man, Yes? he could eating himself out from inside the surgeon. From inside? Eating from inside out, the sturgeon is delicious. <laughs> I've never tried it that way. Well, Mrs. Nursebaum, what about this overspending business? I'm calling to mind an old saying. Yes. The leg is not knowing what the pockets are thinking. That is an old saying. <laughs> Why? But that that doesn't make sense. Overspending also is not making sense. Oh. I'm bringing it in cleverly so you will catch me the point. I see. Well, never mind the cleverness right now. Tell me, what about people spending more than their income? A neighbor, Taboo Rappaport, is constantly overspending. <laughs> How do you know? Although she is not working, always taboo is buying fur coats, jewelry, also nicks with Max. Well, <laughs> if taboo Rappaport doesn't work, how does she afford to keep buying things? Ah, from Europe, a
2: sister attending class.
1: Well, where does a sister in Europe get the money?
2: From a plan. The plans? Plan? The Marshall Plan. Oh, right. I see. <laughs>
1: Well here we are. here we are at the driveway of Mr. Cassidy's estate. I wonder if Ajax is in Well, Mr.. K- Mr. K- Mr. Cassidy, what about people overspending? Happy uh, boy, when I hear the word overspending, it calls to mind the sad plight of Rinty Monahan. What happened to Rinty? Well, you recall that Black Friday when Mayor Dwyer announced on July 1st he was raising the subway fare to ten cents? I do. On that day, Rinty found himself stuck with ten thousand nickel slugs. So? Rinty invited me out for an evening of revelry while he disposed of his outmoded illegal tender.
2: And, uh,
1: you accepted? Oh, as soon as Rinty loaded the slugs into two double bags, we was off for of Coney Island. Rinty was sending his slugs, eh? The sky was the limit. Going into the subway, we went through four turnstiles, one for each leg. I, uh, I see. And when we got to Coney Island? Oh, the fun began. The fun, eh? Rinty found a near-sighted lemonade man.
2: <laughs> the,
1: the lemonade late made man? <laughs> man
2: took the slugs. is not he yourself, aren't you? <laughs> no.
1: The lemonade man not only took the slugs, me boy, he was given a shame. Five. The fine. Then with the slugs, we started taking three roids. Oh, uh, fine. On the floor, now. <laughs> on the flying atom. The flying atom? What is the flying atom? Well, you, you step into a castle. Yeah. They throw in a little uranium. And who? off. Say, hey, that's some ride. About three o'clock in the morning, I says, Rinty, I think me spine is gone. Yeah. I just sat down up to me shoulder
2: blade. <laughs> yes? Yeah.
1: Rinty says, Cassidy, we'll have one last free ride. Uh-huh. With that, a man in a blue ensemble stepped out of the tunnel of love. To see, gentlemen, you'll have your last free ride with me. And your last free rides was in the patrol. But <laughs> well, tell me, where is Renty? Oh, he's still in the Hooscope. Still in? There, uh, Renty forgot himself. How? When the judge sentenced him. Yes. Renty tried to pay his fine with drugs. The thank <laughs> you. so Maestro Goodman signals us to stop this levity. He's ready to conduct. The five democlesists is curtsy. The Maestro raises his plastic baton. The song, I May Be Wrong. Girl? I may be wrong,
2: but I think you're wonderful. I may be wrong, but I think you're swell. I like your style and I like your smile and I think it's... Yes, Baba, but I'm always gone, so how can I ever tell All of my clothes are inside me? All of my heads are cry If you, new one me, I'll It's the very good
1: ladies and say, Kenny. uh, Yes, Fred. Would you run out? Could you run out and get me a stamp, please? I have to write my weekly letter to Portland. Okay, Fred. Now, let me see. June 6th, capital six. Dear Portland, a funny thing happened this week. Letters have been pouring in for months, all asking the same question. Who is Jack Igan? Well, I couldn't very well answer every letter, so I thought the best thing to do would be to ask Jack Igan to be a guest on our program. Jack is a disc jockey at the Copacabana nightclub. So last Thursday after midnight, I went over to the Copa. The Eigen program was just going on the air. As I came in, I heard Jack say, meet me at the Copa.
2: Good
1: evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's half past midnight here in New York, and this is your Broadway and Hollywood reporter, Jack Eigen. Ah, this is a big night at the Copacabana. The lounge is packed with celebrities. Sitting over there is Ma Perkins with Nick Henny. Oh. <laughs> at the next table, at the next table, Georgie Jessel is giving a big party with a magnum of celery tonic and four straws. And what a night! I'm at the Copa. Where are you? Hey, here's a celebrity sneaking by the checkroom with his hat on. Why, it's Fred Allen. I'm going to ask Fred to say a few words. Right this way, Fred. Ah, thank you, Jack. Say, Jack, what's new? Well, I was just going to play a record, Fred. I had a request for Cohen on the telephone. Who requested Cohen on the telephone? Cohen. (laughs) Jack, before you play any records, you're always interviewing guests on your program. Say, how about changing it around tonight? Let, Let me interview you. Okay, Fred, go ahead. Well, Jack, you're not the only guy sitting up all night playing phonograph records and chewing the fat. Please, Fred, not fat. As a coper, I chew the caviar. Oh, at a coper. Well, I mean, you're not the only disc jockey here in New York. No, there's the mid- Midnight Milkman. Yes. And Delancey Street Dave. Delancey Street Dave? Yes, he has a phonograph on a pushcart. <laughs> oh, on a pushcart. I've heard him. His theme song is Wagon Wheel. <laughs> and down in Chinatown, there's a disc jockey, Fred. His name is Hot Wax Wong. He broadcasts from a chop suey restaurant. A chop stewy restaurant? Yes, and it's very hard to hear his records. Why? Well, instead of a needle, he uses a noodle. Oh, I understand. He does it the hard way, I think. (laughs) Say, I know a disc jockey at Cousin Ben's Diner over in Nutley, New Jersey. He broadcasts from a lunch wagon. Well, one morning, about five o'clock, the disc jockey was a little groggy, and instead of a record, he put on a buckwheat cake. Well, he was off the air for two hours until he scraped the batter off his needle. (laughs) But, Jack, working all night, you must lead a very irregular life. Yes, Fred, I live just the opposite for most people. Well, what what is your average day life? Well, every day I get up at the crack of ducks. The crack of ducks, eh? Yes, and after I eat breakfast, if it's a nice day, I go to a nice baseball game. I see. And after the game, it's almost midnight. Well, I'm ready for lunch. Where do you leave At the automat. Well, at midnight, isn't the automat closed? I have my own key, Fred. Oh, they give you very <laughs> nice and Yes, They of leave course. me some food in a special compartment. Well, how do you find uh, one of those little compartments in the dark? They keep a light burning in the window just for me. Oh. <laughs> and when you finish your midnight lunch, I blow out the light and come here to the copa. Well, Jack, sitting here playing records all night, you must have a lot of time on your hands. Yes, Fred, but I don't mind. It gives me a chance to do some thinking. Really? What, the, what do you think about? Well, mostly about radio and all the things that are wrong with radio. Really? What uh, What what think? Well, take some of those dopey contestants on quiz programs. Dopey contestants? Yeah, how can the quiz masters be so considerate of morons? You mean one of those quiz shows that starts something like this. Take it or we'll sue. The quiz program that makes every contestant a capitalist And here is your quiz master, Ready Money Ralph (laughs) Good evening, ladies and gentlemen Here is our first contestant What is your name, please, sir? Uh... Never mind, here it is on your card Your name is Gabriel Gunzelfinger That's me I know it's you, I just told you (laughs) What did I win? Fifty dollars
2: Now we want to try for a hundred
1: Good, here's your next question now, who was the first president of the United States? Uh, His first name was George. Uh, <laughs> there is a bridge named after him, George Bridge.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm
1: terribly sorry, Mr. Gunnalfinger. I think you'll find the first president was not George Bridge. No. He was George Washington. Oh.
2: But you were certainly close. Yeah. You
1: made a grand try. Here's $500. <laughs> or we'll soon. Is that, (laughs) is that what you mean, Jack? Yes, the guy's a jerk. He doesn't even know his own name. They treat him as though he's Einstein. I know. Fred, just once, I'd like to hear a quiz master. Tell one of those soaps off. What you would like to hear, in other words, is something like this. (laughs) Money sticks the exciting new quiz program. Every contestant's head is covered with glue. The lucky winner puts his head into a bag of money, and all of the money that sticks to the contestant's head is his for Money Sticks. And here's our quiz master, Art
2: Finkletter. Well,
1: sir, we're ready to play Money Sticks. Our first contestant is here with his head covered with glue. What is your name, sir? Uh... You don't know your own name, do you? Uh... Still you have the audacity to come up here on the stage and try to answer questions. Um, radio is full of you crumbs, cluttering up quiz programs, wasting everybody's time. uh, Do you know what you want to do? Uh give me a hint. (laughs) I'll give you a hint. What should I do? Drop dead! Is that, uh, is that what you mean, Jack? Oh, that was a pleasure, Fred. Yeah. All those morons should be told off. Well, what else bothers you in radio? Those soap commercials where people whisper about oh. you. If you don't use a certain soap. Oh, that whispering. You mean one of those soap commercials that starts? Folks, have you tried Aroma? The new all-purpose scientific soap? Aroma has the lava with the locked-in perfume. <laughs> Do your friends say, wow, when you come into the room? <laughs> You may have elbow tosis,
2: the medical name
1: for potent elbows.
2: <laughs> Try a
1: cake of aroma in your bath. You will be as fragrant as a tiger lily.
2: <laughs> Do what
1: John Brown did. John Brown was a secretary to a big businessman. John Brown had you-know-what. His desk was not inside the office. John Brown sat outside in the hall. When the boss wanted to dictate a letter, he opened the door.
2: Come in, Brown. Yes, sir. Wow! <laughs> Brown, don't come near me. I want to dictate a letter. Get in that closet. <laughs> yes. John
1: Brown had to take dictation hidden in a closet. He had elbotosis, the medical name for potent elbows. Even his best friends wouldn't tell him. One day, an enemy told John Brown about aroma soap. That night, he tried it. The next morning, when the boss wanted to dictate a letter, he opened the office door. Come in, Brown. Yes, sir. Uh, Dad, what is that fragrant tiger lily odor? It is I, sir. You smell lovely, Brown. Yes, sir. Shall I get in the closet, sir? No, Brown. Come sit on my lap. John Brown takes dictation sitting on his boss's lap. Someday he will be a vice president. Do you want to sit on the boss's lap? Do you want to smell like a tiger lily? Try a cake of aroma tonight. Is that what gets on your nerves, Jack? Yes, the guy takes one bath and he's a member of the firm already. Why doesn't somebody invent a soap that will just leave you alone? You'd like to hear something? You'd like to hear a soap commercial something like this. Friends, have you tried Lumpo? The new won't do nothing soap. Lumpo won't lather. Lumpo won't clean. But if you get lonesome bathing, Lumpo is good company in the tub. If you want to keep those tan hands you've got, if you want to keep that rough, scaly complexion, if you want to take a bath, and be the same getting out of the tub as you were getting in. Try a lump of lumpo. Lumpo leaves you alone. Spelled A L O N E. Well, how is that? Great, great. Huh? Well, what else in radio gets on your nerves? Those so, daytime serials. Right. Jack, you, uh, uh, you with your schedule, you heard a daytime serial? Well, I woke up in the middle of the night yeah. after I heard it. I was so worried about the family I couldn't go back to sleep. What you heard, I gather, was something like this. Presenting Life Can Be Lived. Another chapter in the life of John Doe and his typical family, living in the typical Quonset hut halfway up the next block. Yesterday, we left the whole family with their noses pressed against the parlor window, crying as Granny Doe's funeral started off. As the scene opens today, John Doe enters the room. Mary.
2: John, you've come. Yes,
1: Mary. Something is wrong.
2: It's Grandpa. He needs another operation. Another
1: operation? Grandpa just came back from the hospital this morning.
2: I know. He fell through the bottom of the ambulance. There was a loose plank. Another
1: operation. Mary, we have no money.
2: But if Grandpa isn't operated upon immediately, his sight will keep sailing. They're on the light. <laughs>
1: poor, poor Grandpa.
2: John, have you seen Junior? No, I haven't. I hope he hasn't
1: been run over again. Wheel me to the window, John. Mary, okay. you are in a wheelchair.
2: Oh, John, I hope you wouldn't notice. Here. Here
1: comes Junior.
2: Who am I? Who am I? Mary,
1: Junior has galloping amnesia.
2: Who am I? Hey, hey. Commander. <laughs> To hit him on the head again. That
1: means the rent is due. Oh, John!
2: What are we going to do? The rent. Grandpa's eye. My legs. Junior's head. We
1: haven't any money, Mary. There's only one thing we can do.
2: What can we do, John? We can
1: we? all cry, Mary. Oh!
2: <laughs> and with John Doe and his family crying as no. though their house would break, we ended up a chapter of life can be lived.
1: Is that what you heard, Jack? Yes, Brendan made me sore. Sore? John Doe sounds like an intelligent guy. What does he put up with all that stuff for? You mean you'd rather hear a serial that sounded like this? Mary.
2: John, you've come. You're
1: always calling me at the filling station. What's wrong now?
2: It's Grandpa. His eyes are failing. Turn on the light. (laughs) Get up, you
1: old snow.
2: John, here comes Junior. Where am I? Who am What's I? What's wrong with him? junior doesn't know who he is. That's the last
1: straw, Mary. Trouble, trouble, trouble. Fifteen minutes every day, five days a week, trouble. I've had enough.
2: John, put down that gun. Get back
1: in that wheelchair, Mary. <laughs>
2: <laughs> who am I? Who am you I? You,
1: too.
2: Oh. Turn on the light. Okay, Grandpa. Sure. Never mind,
1: oh folks you have just heard the final episode in life can be death (laughs) tune in tomorrow when we will bring you a whole new family Jack, have you any more complaints about radio? No, Fred, I guess that takes care of everyone. Well, thanks. thanks a lot for this visit at the COPA with you tonight. Say, we've been talking a long time. I better put a record on it. Yeah, what hmm. record have you got there? This is Al Goodman playing Doing What Comes Natural. Oh, well... <laughs> I want to thank Jack Argus for joining us tonight. Next week, our guests will be Miss Shirley Booth and the Moylan Sisters. And the following Friday, June 18th, is the day of the year at your Ford dealers. Starting June 18th at your Ford dealers showrooms, you're all invited to see the brand new 49 Ford, a Ford that's new from the ground up. Thank you, and good night. Good night. Thank you.
0: I hope you enjoyed this latest Geezer Gus Presents episode. Stay tuned for the next exciting episode. Please check back often, and make sure to subscribe to my podcast so you won't miss the new exciting episodes. In the meantime, scroll up or down to find other exciting episodes to listen to. Don't forget to visit geezergus.com to see and listen to all the program categories and episodes. I really want to say a special thank you to all of the Patreon supporters for helping to keep Geezer Presents online your support is truly appreciated. Thanks for stopping by. Bye-bye for now.